Hello and welcome back to another episode of Preferred Walk-Ons. Um, we are back here with uh, Puget Sound grads, good friends, Adam Feinberg and Shark, uh, Sharthek Mukopadai, a.k.a. Shark. Welcome back, guys. Thank you. Had to run it back. Yeah, of course. Yes, of course. Um, okay, so last time <clears throat> we talked a little bit about, you know, uh, college experiences, um, you know, what basketball was like um, at a D3 level. Um, but today we're going to be, uh, or hopefully you guys can share a little bit about, you know, your experiences post-college. So... Let's get right into it. So, okay, so your senior years, basketball's done. Talk a little bit about that. What what was going through your mind, you know, leading up to the last couple games or, you know, just talk about, you know, how you felt. Um, well, I think I have a different experience yeah. than Adam and you. Um, I think just because, you know, my body was kind of breaking down. I had too many injuries. And yeah. I think that realization that I wouldn't be like playing competitive basketball um, was a kind of expected for me since it was like three years straight essentially of getting yeah. injured. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it was a little different for me. But even then, it was hard to to just be like, oh yeah, I, I guess I'm just not yeah. going to play basketball competitively anymore because I mean, we've been, yeah, we've been doing it since we're like five years old, you know? So, um, yeah, my, I mean, it was definitely a weird feeling, weird situation. I all of a sudden had so much time. I didn't know what to do. Um, and you, you were someone who, I mean, pretty much your whole life have been the best player on the team, you know, you know, getting all the glory. And then suddenly yeah. like college basketball is, wrapping up you notice your injuries so yeah it was uh it was definitely a change of pace for sure complete change of pace um so yeah it was i mean it was really sad uh and it was just like damn like man i'm just not gonna be hooping anymore but you know still still get those pickup runs at la fitness (laughs) but yeah it's just not the same yeah, for me, um, I remember specific moment. This was after we had lost on senior night. It wasn't the last game of our season or last game of uh, my career, but it was super emotional just because that weekend and that night in particular, my family was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like parents came up from home, cousins were in town. Um, and it's just, you know, a night to honor and celebrate the seniors so there's just a lot of emotion that night anyways uh but I think yeah I mean that night in particular we we happened to have lost which you know stung um I remember at the buzzer not a pretty ending definitely not how you wanted to go out on your home floor um but I mean we lost to a good team so Mm -hmm. tip your cap to them but I remember getting back from the gym like back to the house that us three we lived in. I remember taking a shower and it was like one of the to- one of the few times I think in my college, you know, four years in college that I was crying. And I'm not like I'm not that an outwardly right. emotional person. Like I'm oh. for sure emotional and I care, but 
I don't really express it with, you know, outward emotions, obviously, or, you know, on consistent basis. But I remember just being super sad that that was the moment that it hit me that, you know, after all the, you know, blood, sweat and tears all the time, all the, you know, early mornings, late nights in the gym that not that it like, you know, didn't pay off or anything like that, but like the fun part about the journey is like those tough times and just like realizing that those moments, you know, you weren't really ever going to be able to experience again, at least like within the official confines of, you know, a legitimate basketball team. Like obviously I've, I've played basketball recreationally and, and competitively post-college, but you know, nothing's been as serious or as official or, you know, I've never been as close to a group of guys as I was in college. So yeah, it was senior night that <clears throat> it hit me that, you know, I, I really was, you know, moving on to another chapter. Jeez. Powerful. I, I do. I remember uh, Coach Lunt telling us throughout our careers, just like the journey is the reward. Yeah. You know, uh, enjoy this time and you're going to, you know, it flies by um, and you don't really uh, you know, pay attention to that, um, or enjoy those little moments, you know, throughout. Def- yeah, definitely. I think like, if like, I don't know if you're, if you're talking about, you know, NBA players or you're talking about players and you look back on their careers, you know, you're going to judge them for their teams, wins and losses or championships or things like that. But, you know, when I'm looking at my career and at least how, uh, my time at Puget Sound went, it's not like the things that I think about aren't necessarily the wins and losses. Like I'm thinking about the games for sure, but you know, the grind and the journey is definitely what <clears throat> sticks out the most. And like, that's, you know, so it stays with you forever. So yeah. very true. Um, okay. So fast forward a little to now. Okay. So basketball is over, but now we are graduating. Mm-hmm. Um, so like most people, stopped playing basketball after college. Um, what was that transition like? What was you know life after college for you guys who have been, like Shark said earlier, playing basketball your whole lives? I mean, you don't know anything else. Uh, just talk about that transition. Um, was it easy, difficult? I mean, just talk about what... Um. For me, it was, I mean, it was difficult at first because, I mean, you're not hooping every day and not playing basketball. You have a bunch of time on your hands. You're like, oh, you know, what do I do with it? Um, luckily, it's like the second half of your, like, senior year in college right. when it, it kind of hits you so and you can hang out with your friends and, like, um, partake in other fun events. <laughs> but um, I think, I think it was interesting because... You know, we were just, like, applying for jobs, and it was, like, kind of hitting us that, like, wow, we're going to, like, start working, and, like, it's just, like, grown-up life. Like, we're not going to be, like, no 5 a.m. practices anymore, no, like, two-a-days and stuff like that. No more games. It's just, like, adult league games, you know, (laughs) and just... And what was your first job out of college? Uh, I worked for Fisher Investments in San Francisco. Yeah. Well, technically San Mateo, but, yeah. Um... So, yeah, it was cool. Smooth transition? Um, I think my transition, because I had that extra year, because I was hurt, mm-hmm. um, was right, a right. little bit more smooth. Right. 
because I had like I was kind of used to it. It wasn't straight like yeah. hoop. It wasn't just like just straight like, all basketball to right. the no workplace. Basketball. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, so mine was a little bit different, but I can imagine going from literally all day basketball, basketball, basketball to like all of a sudden it's just like not there. That's oh. that's like how it felt. You know, like my, they, yeah, yeah, my senior year, but. I can't imagine just like going to the workplace. At least I can go to the gym and still like shoot around and stuff. Like, well, that pretty much was how it was for you, Adam. I mean, what? Yeah, kind of. For me, I, I think. I mean, looking back on it, I guess I don't regret it. But I think something that I did. So after basketball season, you know, there's a few months left to school. Uh, I was not applying to jobs, like while I was still in school. I know. I think you, Shark, had already lined up his job. Um, you know, to start the following fall or whatever it was. Um, so I know he was happy at the time for just having a job uh, locked in. But for me, I honestly had no idea what I wanted to do post-college. So I kind of just was putting off applying to jobs because, like, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So I, you know, enjoyed the second half of senior year, obviously. Um, and then even enjoyed the summer for the most part, kind of before even really like sitting down and putting together my resume and, you know, figuring out some types of companies that I'd be interested in or like just industries in general that I'd be interested in. Um, so I, I think there's like plus and mi- pluses and minuses to that approach. Um, I think it was good to, you know, enjoy the time I had, um, you know, while we were still in college, but at the same time, the workplace and your future is obviously in the back of your mind. Um, and like, like I said on the last episode, you know, it, it would have been probably more settling had I, you know, had something set up for post-college. But yeah, I mean, it ended up, it ended up working out relatively well. I, I think by, by the time it was the fall, I had lined up a, a sales internship, which, you know, wasn't necessarily something that I wanted to do, but uh, I was, you know, interested in sales because my dad is a salesman. So, you know, saw, like, saw what that, you know, work-life balance was like and just what that was as a profession. Um, But I was, you know, at the sales internship for a few months, kind of quickly realized that, you know, the company and the product just wasn't something that I wanted to do. So um, the internship ended um, you know, decided not to stick around. Um, and I kind of was just reevaluating after that. And the thing that I kept coming back to was that I just needed to be involved with sports somehow. Um, just because, you know, I, I was never going to be a professional basketball player. Um, but you know, I was really passionate about basketball and just sports in general. So, you know, I took, it took a long time to, you know, find an opportunity, um, you know, to be able to involve sports uh, in a job that I was able to do. Um, And to be honest, I kind of got lucky. You know, I took advantage of some connections that I had. Um, I accepted an internship at Game Time in San Francisco, which uh, for those that don't know, it's a mobile ticket app. Um, You can get some good deals on, you know, last minute tickets to sporting events or concerts or things like that. Not right now because of coronavirus, but... Um, but yeah, that, that went well. I was there for six months and, um, my boss at the time, 
gave myself and one of my other coworkers uh, a full-time opportunity to transition over to start uh, the growth marketing team at The Athletic, which is a sports journalism, uh, sports media company. And that's where I've been the last almost two and a half years, and it's been great. So happy to still be involved in sports. That's cool. Um, so at The Athletic, uh, do you feel like basketball has helped you, you know, try and make that, or at work, do you feel like playing basketball your entire life, you know, has that helped, how has that helped, um, you know, with these quote unquote regular jobs or office jobs? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely helps, um, you know, nothing like exactly translates to the workplace. I mean, I think looking back on college, even though you, you know, you take some good classes and you, you know, major in things that, um, you know, you're going to apply in the workplace. I was, I was talking, I was having a conversation about this the other day, like school, college, I don't think prepares you how to, you know, write a professional email, um, or, you know, lead a meeting, um, things like that. So there's a lot of things like in the general workforce that I think you just kind of have to learn on the fly that, you know, school classes or, you know, basketball couldn't really teach you. Um, but at the same time, I think one thing that I probably um, have utilized the most, uh, you know, in my day-to-day working is just being able to, like, time manage effectively. Um, you know, in college, it's difficult. You know, multiple workouts or practices a day. You know, you're traveling on the weekends, Still got to find time to eat, you know, go to class, obviously do homework. So, um, yeah, just being able to manage my time effectively on a day to day basis, you know, map out what I'm going to be working on, you know, earlier in the week, later in the week, throughout the day, things like that. I think that's one of the things that I learned the most. Yeah. Um, Especially at Puget Sound, you know, we people like to call it the Harvard of the West Coast um, (laughs) just because, you know, it's uh, very challenging academically. and, you know, obviously a lot of homework and stuff. So for me, you know, being able to exactly that, like manage your time with all the basketball and then all the schoolwork, I think that is something that translates into after college for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. it does. It does. Um, I think the same thing, time management. Also, I think a lot of the skills that we learned we were forced to learn playing basketball, like waking up at, like mm-hmm. waking up early, working Discipline, out, yeah. like eating healthy, you know, like being an athlete in general, um, those have carried over in my life and are like, are like pretty important. So, um, yeah. And obviously time management and hard work and focus and grit, determination, things like that. Yeah. What do you guys miss most about basketball? What do I miss most about basketball? Damn. That's a, by the way, shout out to Shark for the T-shirt he's wearing right now, the Heart Over Height right. T-shirt. Describes me perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Um, what do I miss most about basketball? I'd have to say about collegiate basketball. About mm-hmm. collegiate basketball. Yeah. Um, I mean, the biggest at the like at the end of the day, what I liked the most about being in a college basketball atmosphere was like hanging out with everyone, the camaraderie, the team, like building the team, like the competition was great, but 
yeah, it was cool to, you kind of just had like a group of best friends, like right when you stepped on campus, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, that was really cool. Like I never had to, I never had trouble like making friends because we were all just together yeah, all the time. Yeah. Right. And whether like, you want to or not, you're going to be with be those friend. guys. Yeah. 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 And like, I think those relationships we cultivated are like very important. Like, look at us. Like we're still, we're here. Like four years later. Yeah. Like wow. set like seven years in a seven, eight years in a row. Like we make sure we spend time with each other even four years after college. So it's, it's just, I think those relationships we built by going through the trenches every single day. um, That's what I miss, miss the most and value kind of value the most from my experience. Yeah. I mean, for sure. The camaraderie, I think is one of the things I miss the most. Um, You know, it's the first time for a lot of us, it's the first time that you've lived away from your family. And I think you, like you really learn to take care of yourself and you learn to mature, you know, with your teammates who you're living with and you're spending all day with practices, games. So I think it was just a special time because, I mean, a lot of us just like grew up. And I think, you know, we all got to see each other grow and improve, you know, over the course of four or five years. So um, that part's really cool uh, to look back on. I think one other thing that I was thinking about uh, you know, I'm very happy with um, my job now, and I, you know, am passionate about the company that I work for. But I, I think one thing that you know I really miss about college basketball is just like, you know, you ha- like you wake up, and you know, obviously you're a student athlete, so it's important. You know, you complete your classes, but I think a lot of us were there because you know you really wanted to excel on the basketball court. And, you know, a lot of us were just extremely passionate about the game of basketball and just about the team. And it's tough to match that level of passion and just like care for something in particular. And like post-college, I mean, I think it's really easy to just get kind of sucked in into the day-to-day of like waking up and going to the office and, you know, you do your, you have your daily responsibilities, you come home, you, you know, you go to the gym, you make dinner and you go to bed and you kind of do it all over again. And like, I think at times you can, uh, you can see that, or you think about maybe, you know, does your day, like, does every day really have purpose? Uh, I was like, is there something that like you're, you know, super passionate about waking up, um, you know, every day. And yeah, I mean, for the most part, I am really happy with where I am, but I mean, nothing beats like fighting for championships, (laughs) even though like in the scheme of things, you know, doesn't matter, but yeah, I mean, it's just the beauty of the game. Right, totally. Um, what is something, like, what advice would you give to a, like a soon-to-be graduate, like a student athlete who's about to graduate, heading into the real world? Um, what's something you would tell him or her? I, I would say definitely to try and keep, you know, their habits that they've gained as, as an athlete, student athlete, like I know the time management, things like that will kind of stay with you. But I, I also see a lot of athletes like right when they're not being forced to like hoop or do physical activities, like they kind of lose, they like stop working out, like they don't eat healthy. And I honestly think like dieting, exercising, things like that are like a very integral part if you want to be a like a successful person. Um, and it's just healthy, you know, I would say like the health habits. And, um, I mean, those are something you, we, like, we cultivated as athletes and you, we shouldn't want to lose those, you know? 
healthy is wealthy. It's true. I like that. Um, I think for me, something that I've noticed just with you know myself and you know friends who like are now in the professional workspace, um, you know, it's it's not easy to get a job. It's definitely not easy to like get a job that you want, you know, at your dream company doing your dream role. Um, But something that I've learned is one, for sure, utilize the connections that you have. But two, when you're applying for jobs, I genuinely think, well, a couple of things. One, it's a numbers game. I think the more applications you send out, the better. Reason being, you don't necessarily want to work for every single company that you apply to, but I think the more conversations you have with recruiters or hiring managers, the more conversations you have with different companies and different people in different roles, I think you get a much better idea of what you do and don't want in a job and in a company. And I think those types of things really helped me zero in on what I was looking for um, in an ideal role. I mean, after, you know, couple internships, um, lots of conversations. You know, I knew I realized I wanted to be in sports. I wanted to be in marketing. I wanted to be in a startup environment where, you know, I'd have a lot of responsibility. I wasn't just going to be like a cog, you know, in the like greater organization of some, you know, big corporate company. Um, and yeah, like these things don't happen overnight. I mean, it, for me to get where I am today, or to land at a company that, you know, I'm really happy to be working for. It took, you know, two plus years. Like these things don't happen straight out of college or, you know, the day after your sports career ends. So uh, I think just being persistent and, you know, getting a bunch of feelers out there and, you know, never say no to a conversation because you never know where it could lead you. For sure. For sure. Right there. I uh, I was going to say persistency with you, especially I, I, I remember yeah. talking talking to you during that time. I mean, it took it really took two years. Yeah, and it, like, it wasn't fun. Like, no. it's not fun waking up and you know sending not job application. On, yeah, yeah, like it's it's a stressful time for sure. Like, no. you think like a time like that will last forever, but yeah. And so, I mean, people who are going through a similar time, like you, eventually will land at a good spot. But yeah, persistence yeah. is for sure key. I, I think for you, it was like really cool that. You know, you were applying for jobs for like two years, and then you found a job that you love. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like literally perfect. You know, you're doing sports stuff; it's cool. Like for me, like I had a job and like I did not like it, right. and now I had to like, you know, go back home and then apply to law school. And now I'm doing a complete career change. So it yeah. just shows that like, even if you get a job right away, like it literally doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. just gotta like just trust the trust the process <laughs> and like yeah. hope. And try to go in the direction that you think what you're going to want to do, you know? Towards your yeah. passion, yeah. It's, I, it's funny you say that. I remember like I remember when you started at Fisher. Um, I, I don't know if jealousy was the right word, but I was definitely like, damn, like Shark's, you know, making, you know, a nice living. He can afford to live on his own straight out of college. He has, you know, a, a nice salary. That was something that I definitely wanted. And I think... Uh, like had I gotten some other opportunity, I feel like I, you know, may have jumped the gun just to be able to say I was making like X amount of dollars and I could move out of my parents' house to live on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think what you did was wrong. Like I think, kind of like I said before, now you know what you don't want, and yeah. you know you've realized that you want to pursue law. Um, 
and you know you took a leap of faith moving from Southern California here to the Bay Area, living on your own for a year. Um, so yeah, for sure, everyone's gonna have a different path. Um, but yeah, very good. Um, just off the top of your head, I didn't really have this plan, but um, going back to uh, basketball at Puget Sound, um, do you guys have any um, coach memories that stand out? I mean, that you want to share? Just I remember the like when just your best memory of him. The best memory. Yeah, like just the. I have like a most like memorable, funny, funny yeah, memory. Sure. Okay. Um, actually I should have two. I have one of them where like we're like fucking up and then he was literally he made he made us put the balls in the ball cage and put them away for the rest of practice and he just ran. That was like forty five minutes into practice. Um and the other one was like I remember at one time I was like backpedaling as fast as I could and I tripped over my feet and slid and he was just laughing his ass off. And like normally he'd just be screaming. I got lucky on that one. But yeah, those are two interesting memories that so I don't know. There's one, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's appropriate for the audience. It's relating to Cabo. It's not like a, it's not a bad story, but there's just one. We're good to go, baby. <laughs> so uh, for, for those of you that don't know, it was, I believe it was the summer. Uh, each of us were going into our sophomore year in college. We took a summer trip down to Cabo, which is where, uh, the host of the podcast, Cole, is from. Uh, he set up a crazy tournament down there. Uh, the whole Puget Sound basketball team went down. We played a bunch of games, um, had some practices. It was super cool to play in front of fans who love basketball and like hadn't really seen an American college basketball team play before. So we played a bunch of um, you know local Mexican teams or lo- local teams from Cabo. Um, but... So that was the games and practices happened in the first three, four days of the trip. And then from there, somehow we had an extra four or five days to just vacation, essentially. Uh, and this was a few, I'd say like a few weeks before we were going to all go back to school. It was the end of the summer. Uh, but so we, we were staying in a beautiful resort. You know, we got hooked up. It was super sick. I, I remember once the games were over, it was kind of like, Okay, the business is done now. Everyone can have fun. And one memory I have in particular, uh, it was, you know, the morning of kind of the first day or maybe the afternoon of the first day, you know, that we had off, uh, that we had like to vacation and, you know, go have fun. Uh, Coach Lent gave each of us $20. I I think like we got $20 every day for food and everything like that. But this time when he handed out the money, he was basically just like, have fun, but like, don't get arrested or don't die and you know it was just craziness from there but that was just one one memory that I had that was really funny for sure one of the most memorable trips uh, we've ever had Um, well that's that wraps it up Um, thanks again for joining us and sharing some stories and sharing some advice Uh, we will for sure run it back again (laughs) sometime soon we will be back um so thanks, thanks again, Shark and Adam. Yes, sir. Uh, and thank you guys for listening. This is the Preferred Walk-Ons po- podcast. All right. That's true.
27 minutes and 50 seconds. That's a good timing.